0: You got anything on your chest
2: besides your chin? You better get it off.
1: All right,
3: then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Bob Comsick Good
4: afternoon on this, the second annual National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. As Christine Ross pointed out there on the news, federal holiday, which came to be after the discovery of those suspected unmarked burial sites at former residential schools all across this country, mostly out west as well as here in Ontario. And while Ottawa says it's committed to reconciliation, Mm -hmm. there are Indigenous leaders who feel things are moving way too slowly.
5: At the rate that we're going, with the number of calls to action that have actually been implemented... um,
6: it's, uh, it's going to take 40 years to complete all of the calls to action. That's how slow the process has been.
4: Roseanne Archibald there, the Assembly of First Nations chief, who says the holiday will give Canadians a chance to reflect on the history of residential schools and that slow road to reconciliation. Do you think Ottawa's doing enough or is simply paying lip service here do you have anything specific planned to recognize this day give us a shout 416-360-0740 or if toll free suits you better you know the number one 866 740 until we await your calls and your contributions to our conversation here on Zuma Radio's fight back Let's go to David in Brampton, who's got a personal finances uh, story experience he'd like to share. Good afternoon, David.
7: Uh, good afternoon, Bob. Yeah. Yes, I have. You know, like like many, uh, my wife passed away and I got into estate planning uh, for myself. Uh, as you know, if I, I sold my house tomorrow, I wouldn't pay capital gains on the house my hard work and investment in the property would pay off at a good profit however when it comes to willing my house to my family the estate would be charged a considerable amount of money for probate fifteen thousand and more for legal fees on a million dollar house i have a will but probate invalidates it with the estate tax which is a tax grab by the government you know rich parents leaving a to rich kids, which I don't have. There are means to avoid probate. You know, there's the show on avoid probate. You know, that costs money too, you know, the Bear Trust. I'm leaving much of my real estate money to poor grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Why would the government want to take money away from them? that could be used for their education or buying a house of their own. This is a big issue because baby boomers will be transferring money to poor relatives soon. You know, we're not all rich, and we don't have rich kids.
4: No, you're right. I
7: want to do something about this unfairness, and that's why I'm bringing this on now. Ontario pays the, the biggest probate tax of all the provinces in Canada. You know that, right? Yeah. So I'll just leave it there and and let people reply back to it. That's all. It's a very emotional topic. Uh,
4: Clearly, clearly, Uh, David. And, uh, you know, there's no way we can say that uh, we've walked in your shoes, but we totally understand the scenario that you've uh, spelled out there. You're not alone. In feeling that, uh, the government can't even leave you alone when your, when your time comes. So yeah. a lot of people understand, uh, your arguments, if you will, and your, and your thoughts on this. And maybe there's some who could share some experiences that might be able to help out you and others out there. So if they could uh, give us a call, David, uh, nothing but the best to you. Yeah,
7: thanks. thanks Thank you, Bob. Thank you. All
4: right. You're welcome, David. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Now... There's a study out on, seeing as we were talking about estate planning, Uh, there was the study the other day that came out on personal finances, the results of which were covered extensively here on Zoomer Radio News, and yesterday, of course, with Libby, who spoke with Barry Choi, personal finance expert. So if you missed it, if not, let's uh, refresh a little bit, go over a few things, uh, some findings here from the study that uh, might get you to thinking and might get you to calling us up and having a conversation so that we don't have a about a 50-minute monologue here. Who isn't spending less counting their pennies? Seems just about every Canadian, right? Uh, I'm I'm sure we could all put our hands up to that, and that's what this Angus Reeds Institute survey found. Nine in 10, so 88% of those who responded, uh, report belt-tightening measures. That's up eight points from August. They're most likely to be cutting back on discretionary spending, six in ten. Putting off major purchases, half of those who took part in the survey. One in four now say they're deferring contributions to their retirement or savings, up to one in five, uh, just six weeks ago. Up from one in five, just six weeks ago. Now, it seems the respondents are split over what they would like to see going forward as far as the Bank of Canada and its uh, key interest rate which as we know uh, affects all other consumer uh, rates. 1 in 3 say they would hold the line or would like to see the Bank of Canada hold the line on what it's doing with its uh, interest rate. 1 in 5 say it should continue to go up and almost as many think it should be cut. Now close to half say they're worse off now than a year ago when it comes to their personal finances and that is a 12 year high half say it's hard to uh, feed their household a proportion which has persisted throughout this year and the number rises to 7 in 10 among those household incomes that are below 50 grand and ahead of the holiday thanksgiving and the holiday season That'll follow. Two and five say that they're putting off or canceling travel plans due to financial concerns. Are you tightening your belt? Are you? 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 4740. Well, till we get you to jump in on that one, John and Peterborough, good afternoon. What would you like to talk about, John?
8: Hi, I would like to talk about the electoral system. During the week, Livy's was on there and she had Mike Call on and he was saying about how, and true, that people just don't vote. Well, the reason a lot of people don't vote and they tell me this, particularly young people, is because they say, well, my vote doesn't count. And in this first-past-the-post system we use in everything here, Mm -hmm. if you don't vote for either number one or number two, you should have stayed home because your vote does not count. Mm -hmm. Now, there's people disagree about all sorts of things. But numbers don't tell lies. The last time we had an absolute majority government, the federal government, I believe, was Brian Mulroney. Now, most countries in Europe, other than countries that were actually sometime in the Commonwealth, even them that were in the Commonwealth, they've changed to PR system, where every vote counts. Now... You'll have people that'll say, and Libby's not there to defend herself. They'll bring up about Israel. But they never mention about all the other countries where it works wonderfully. And I for for years and years and years. But here's the biggest joke of it all here. When each party, each candidate, when they vote, no matter what it's for, even for their leader, they use a PR type of system. They eliminate until they have one candidate. And that's a fact. Now, if it's good enough for them, why is it not good enough for us? It's time to get away from this old British system. And I know I'll get stick because you can hear my Irish accent. Yeah. But we, we had PR at one time, but then they went, or we, we had the first pastables, but then they went to PR. Because every time you get the majority's wish, and that's what real democracy is about. Bob Ray only had 37 percent of the popular vote in this province, and he formed a government. I mean, that is just crazy to me. 37 people want him, and what's it? 63 don't. I mean, it makes it makes no. It doesn't make any sense. And if I may, just one other word, because on the same day. You had a person there from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Okay. Let me put your listeners right about the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. They do not represent you, the ordinary guy in the street. They represent business. And they are a very conservative group. One time, I I was actually surprised that they took questions, because on many stations, they will not come on. I've heard this from producers. They will not come on if they have to take questions, right? And they do not represent you. So please, don't be listening to them. Do your homework. It would answer them better to go after their billions and billions of dollars to go out of this country every year through tax loopholes. That's who they should be going after. Think about all that money that we could use. There's nothing wrong with making money. Don't get me wrong. No, But to say that they're able to get these billions. I mean, there is a great YouTube. I saw it some years ago. the late Jim Flaherty was on it, and Jim Flaherty said, "We can't do anything about it because they have so much money, and they pay the biggest high-end lawyers." It's a it's a YouTube that they should watch and, and to see because, like I say, there is nothing wrong with making money.
4: John and Peterborough. Thank you very much for your time and for your contribution today. And that's all it takes, people, just like that. Call either 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. We'll brush off the soapbox. You'll have a chance to get up on it, just like Dennis in Hamilton. Good afternoon, Dennis.
1: Hi. I'd like to talk about your belt tightening.
4: Okay, about the uh, numbers there that we—yeah, go ahead.
1: I'm on old-age pension and at the end of every month my my wife and my daughter's granddaughter my daughter granddaughter i've got my granddaughter and she's also my daughter now and at the end of every month they they don't give us enough money because i go hungry 2 or 3 days just to make sure they eat mhm and the government gives thousands and thousands of dollars to everybody else, except for the old people. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've got
2: to say about it.
4: Okay, Dennis. All all the best to you. Thank you very okay, much. Thank for, you very much. Thank you very much for calling in, Daniel in Toronto. What would you like to talk about? Hello. Yes, go ahead, Daniel.
3: Yeah, I'd like to talk about the uh, death tax. Uh, I was the executor of my late aunt's will back in nineteen eighty-three. And she only had access of $55,000, and she had to pay uh, $4,800 death tax to the provincial government.
4: Meaning the probate, right. Hello, Daniel?
3: Yeah, thank you.
4: Oh, okay. That was Hi. Daniel there. Thank you very much, Daniel Hi. in, in Toronto. So as we mentioned off the top, truth and reconciliation, personal finances, would like to talk about some retirement numbers, uh, a study that we just uh, came across a short time ago. We'll get into that after the break. Uh, Russia's war in Ukraine with the annexation of, uh, of those four occupied regions in Ukraine. Uh That happened today, as many people figured with the referenda, which Canada and basically the rest of the world called a called a sham and uh, totally orchestrated by uh, by Moscow, pulling the strings on that. Your thoughts on that? We would love you to give us a call. Be part of our conversation. Let's not make this a monologue, please, for you and for me. You're
0: listening to Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Bob Kompcik sitting in for Libby Zneimer you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one fight back with Libby nightmare when one considers
2: the meaning of life it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself a free
0: for all friday
2: and without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other perhaps more aggressive ideologies then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear
0: name your topic and be as deep as you like as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Bob Comsick.
4: Welcome back. And I mentioned about a retirement study just came across this morning. It seems there's a wave of retirements in a few sectors about to hit this country with an increasing number of workers packing it in before turning 65. This is uh, according to an analysis done by the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. 73,000 more people retired in the year ending in August compared to a year earlier. That's up 32%. Over half in four industries, healthcare, construction, retail trade, education. Again, are you one of them or someone you know? Tell us why uh, you're thinking of, of packing it in. And until you call us about that, we're going to welcome Bill in Toronto to Fight Back here on Zoomer Radio. Bill, welcome.
8: Hey, Bob.
9: So as far as that probate thing goes, um, yeah, I I believe it is about 15%, something like that. But anyways, uh, my parents passed away. And what, what they had done and what we had done was had our names put on their property. So basically, when they passed away, the properties were sold, and there was zero probate. There was nothing, no taxes. It was just as if we were selling uh, selling our own property.
4: Oh, so basically you and sorry, you said you and a sibling?
9: No, it was actually just me. Oh, just uh, you.
4: So you were yeah. added, you were added onto the property onto the title then, and yeah, then we were
9: joint owners of the house, and then when the last of them passed away, uh, my dad went first and my mom, and then basically the house was in my title mm-hmm. and I owned my own home as well.
4: Mm-hmm. And
9: I proceeded to sell the house in about six months and uh, it passed tax free. So. There's talk to a lawyer. There's a way around it.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, before anyone does anything, they they shouldn't do it on on their own. I mean, they can listen to the show here with Ted Walsh and Sundays on Zoomer Radio, where they where they go into a, into this whole question of of probate. No one wants to pay any more than they have to. I mean, there's very few things all of us can agree on, but I think that would be uh, definitely one when it comes to. Would you like to give? uh more money to the government than you really have to uh i'd be surprised if uh if anyone would uh uh, knowingly volunteer uh a penny more than they would have to so again
9: sounds like you're having a slow day can i throw another
4: one in yeah you sure can and uh i didn't even have to pull the uh, curtain back anyway very (laughs) very perceptive of you bill go ahead go ahead
9: (laughs) uh i quite enjoy the show when you do it but that, my comment is on the uh, trucker convoy and the absolute uh, absolute uh, faith that I've lost in governments and media.
4: You're talking you know, about this, the one that was back in the uh, beginning of the year up in Ottawa?
9: Yeah. Okay, go basically, ahead. The one that basically freed the world, right? Mm-hmm. After that, all the uh, everything started to come down, in my opinion. But, you know, the mainstream media, they reported the truckers were responsible for arson. They had loaded guns on them. Um, They uh, talked about rape. Um, Continually, even on your show, white supremacist, the word white supremacist was used over and over again. Well, the arson's been disproven. Also, the uh, the foreign funding, CBC uh, claimed it was all foreign funding. These things were all found out to be bald-faced lies from the mainstream media. And the Liberal government just hopped on the bandwagon with these lies. And... I don't care who you are, you can't dispute the facts. Those were lies. We were lied to by mainstream media and our government. So I don't know how you can have faith in either of these institutions going forward.
4: Okay. All right, Bill. Thank you very much for uh, both your points. Maybe it's uh, food for thought for some people. Maybe it'll be enough to prompt them to actually reach for their cell phones or if they have those things called a landline. I'm not going to say a rotary dial phone. I don't want to take us uh, that far back. I don't think anybody has uh, one of those ancient uh, instruments in their home. Uh, anyway, Ralph in Guelph, welcome to Fight Back. Bob Comstock here for Libby's Nimer.
10: Go ahead. Oh, good. Good afternoon. Yes. I called uh, about the, uh, destruction of our energy security by Trudeau through all his regulations. We are, uh, floss, our energy security. And now it looks like uh, our food security in Ontario Ford's is going to flush that down the toilet with this highway 413 right through the, you know, the richest farmland probably around. And, uh, you know it's just uh it doesn't matter what level of government we seem to be getting it from both ends, and uh just the one other comment that man mentioned about uh, uh the taxations and uh um, I noticed uh, that uh the c r a had done sixty investigations in offshore tax evasion, and not one charge was laid
4: mhm okay
10: yeah my two comments on the uh, uh, food and uh, uh, energy security and on um, the tax evasion that other countries have uh, been able to lay charges against these people, uh, uh, shuffling the money offshore to avoid paying tax.
4: Okay. Very good. Thank you very much, Ralph in Guelph. It sounds like you're on the road, so save travels there. Uh, another study I'd like to throw your way, and it was something that Libyan guests discussed, Uh, It was a study from the Unity Health Toronto dealt with uh, family physicians and how so many of them uh, had uh, in the first few months of the pandemic basically decided to uh, retire. More than 170,000 patients in this province lost their family doctors as a result. So are you or somebody you know among those who did or maybe, maybe you are one of the family physicians that said, okay, that's it. Enough. There's the towel. I'm throwing it in. No more. I hate to do it, but I uh, uh, hear I'm doing it. Love to hear your reasons as to why you've made that decision. 416-360-0740. Toll free, one 740 4740 Raymond in Etobicoke, you've been patient. Thanks so much. Uh, welcome to Fight Back. Thank you. What's on your mind?
11: Well, your earlier callers about the way seniors are mistreated, uh, the category I'm in, and uh, my complaint is about mandatory minimum withdrawals from your RIF, your Registered Retirement Investment Fund, which you are compelled to uh, switch to from your RRSP, now, when you reach uh, 75, uh, you must take out a certain minimum percentage, whether you need it or not. When I first, it happened to me, uh, my income tax went up like $5,000. And so my point is that we should be allowed to decide when we need money, we take out the amount we want, and we pay the tax on it not uh, have, you know, uh, compulsory uh, forcing you to pay more, uh, to make the withdrawals and, and pay more tax. But the government uh, doesn't care
4: about that. Yeah, you know, when you think about it, right, why do you get an RSP? You decide what you want to put, how much, where. Yeah. Why should somebody then, or in this case the government, say, okay, time's up out it comes it's like wait a minute i decided so i decide when how much where leave me alone basically
11: yeah exactly uh, I,
4: I, sh- hey uh, you're uh, i'll uh, i'll sing in that choir too and
11: the, when they set up these irsps many years ago they had them for for uh, several years but then along came a new uh, prime minister who said hey seniors Look after yourself in your old age. So the banks jumped on that and they said, yes, you know, contribute your RSP, And when you get like, you know, a million dollars or whatever, you'll be on easy street. Well, I, I fell for that. I invested the, the maximum I was allowed to. And um, in the end, I'm still on the same address. I never made the million dollars. I didn't even get to a half a million, and I definitely couldn't afford to move out of my uh, rent-controlled apartment here. I never made it to Easy Street.
4: Okay, well... uh it sure would be nice and i'm sure there'd be others listening out there either personally or have family members uh, who agree with uh, you on this one but uh, i don't know if we should be holding our collective breath that uh, something would be done in uh, in our best interest
11: no and i i've i've written the uh, uh, the uh, not just the M- mp but the minister of finance I'm not sure if I also did. Yes, I think I included the Prime Minister uh, on two or three letters. Never even got the, you know, memory standard. Draft, you uh, didn't,
4: oh, you didn't get the standard. No. Uh, oh, okay. Just, just the, change the name and fire off another one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Raymond in Etobicoke, thank you. Right. Bye. Okay. Uh, Joe in Niagara, you'd like to uh, respond to an earlier call there about the uh, convoy and uh, thoughts by, by our caller on that.
8: Yeah, Bob,
1: well, I mean, it's not very often I dial into these things. I, I'm a avid listener, and, uh, you know, I take everyone's opinion into consideration and right. understand things. But this one here, when that guy said freed the world, the, the convoy freed the world, that's a heck of a statement to go unchecked. Like, where do, where do people come up with that? The only thing they created, I mean, mandates and all that stuff was being lifted while they were doing that. It was already in the works, already happening. All that stuff was being taken away, much to the chagrin of a lot of people, I might add, but not because of the convoy. The only thing they did was create confusion and chaos in Ottawa, and in my opinion— changed the perception of the Canadian flag, quite frankly. I cannot look at someone flying Canada flags anymore without thinking, where are they? Are they that fringe that they talk about? Are they loyal Canadians? You know, it, it, it just changed the Canadian flag. When I see trucks with big Canadian flags flying now, before I used to think, hey, that's cool. Now I think, wow, where have we gone with this? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think that convoy did. It it certainly didn't free the world. Mm-hmm.
4: And of course, that uh, was right around the time, was it not, when we started uh, seeing the uh, personal uh, two letter uh, phrase to uh, to Justin yeah. Trudeau, right? With yeah, the, with
1: the uh, you know, I mean, there's so much going on, Bob with with all that that there, it, you don't have time in a show. Uh, that oh, you'd that, be surprised, you know, people that fight that talk about freedoms, you know, have no idea where they're coming from with freedom or what freedoms they lack. I, I don't know where that's coming from because they're not in any other world, you know, anywhere anywhere else in the world. Someone doing that kind of stuff to their leadership and being that ignorant and belligerent would be reprimanded firstly and should be that that is undermining authority in any like not that there's anything wrong with questioning but you know there's proper ways of doing it and and what i'm seeing out there when you you know you talk about that with the trudeau thing that's just embarrassing mm-hmm. as a canadian it's embarrassing obviously and, and you know
4: Yeah, you know, and Joe, I'm in no way, uh, trying to, uh, uh, you know, defend anyone else, but playing devil's advocate here. uh, Clearly, all the, you know, the, the, the ones that took part in that and the ones that, came up with those signs, came up with the idea, came up with the signs uh, i don 't know about you down Niagara Way or anywhere else you might drive i 've even uh, recently i think it 's only been maybe within the past couple of weeks where I saw one of those signs still out there, so it's uh, it hasn 't gone away clearly and it, it it could be a case of just being so frustrated with government in general. Uh, they just feel there's no other way to get the government's attention than to uh, take it to the lowest common denominator. No, I mean, I you know, like, right, it's sort of like, you want, you're not hearing me, you're not hearing me, yeah. well, then yeah. how about if well, I yeah, yeah. throw this phrase at you, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you're telling the leader of this country to, to what? Um, <laughs>
1: well, like a, yeah, like a, like like a spoiled child, though, you know, like, it, it, you know Stomp and Tom used to have a song or it does have a song Stomp and Tom's gone long gone now but used to have a song something about you know if you don't like it here leave like you know go away if you don't like our country move mm-hmm. you know and it, it's uh mm-hmm. just one of those things uh, i it, it's i find it frustrating to uh listen to i find those opinions just absolutely absurd I, you know like i said there, there's just so much that is confounding to me anymore that it's like, wow, I should put my own
4: signs up. You know, if that's where we got, it's, it's like, you might start something, Joe, you never know.
1: <laughs> start a movement. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, it's just, I said. Like I said, we've got so many things going on in the world right now. So many things, uh, you know, when somebody says going to hell in a handbasket, I mean, we're partially, uh, we're partially there. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Uh... Uh,
1: solutions is what we need. And, uh, you know, working together, uh, peace, you know, these are things that, you know, common sense, the things your mother taught you when you were a kid. And, you know, if we just learn to live together and work together and strive for a common cause, we'd be that much further ahead. But no, instead we have division you know, and I don't even want to get to where that started. Kind of, I mean, it's been going on, but definitely the Trump years didn't help. And uh, you know, I don't even want to get into that. But okay. that—that's where we got to go, right? We got to work together. Not divisive isn't isn't the way to go. Okay. So that's and, that's my, my two cents for today, for a Friday, for a free-for-all. Now I'm going to go cook something to
4: eat. Okay. Well, I don't blame you. And uh, you were saying how, you know, if people don't like it here, they can leave. You're in a beautiful part of this province and country, and the it's a gorgeous day. So uh, go enjoy the day, the weather, and uh, where, you're, where you live, and uh, keep going with what you believe in. Thank you very much, nice, Joe. Say, yep. Sure. You. All right. Cheers. Paul in Woodstock, you've really been patient. So my apologies. <laughs> You're up. You're up. What, what would you is. like to talk about?
5: I, I enjoy you. I enjoy this show. Now, my issue is annuities. I contacted the company, the insurance company who handles it. I wanted to move it someplace else. And they tell me the annuity belongs to them. And the only options I have are the ones that they offer me, and I think this is wrong. my money, my pension, my annuity, if I want to move us someplace else, I should be allowed to
4: yeah no I, I hear you it 's the same uh, uh, line of thinking argument when it comes to the uh, to the rifts uh, that one of our other callers uh, touched on, and uh, clearly and Obviously, so you were saying this was with insurance, was it right? With life insurance or whatever? Well, it, it,
5: it, it's an annuity held by
9: a life insurance company.
4: All right, and you had in getting that, you obviously had somebody help you with it. Uh, any any way, or have you looked into it, or you're doing this on your own, trying to uh, uh, well it's, move it's, this it's around? A company or company
5: pension, which I've paid into for over twenty five years. Right. They, I asked how much it was worth, and they said they couldn't tell me. I asked if I could move it, and they said, no, the pension belongs to them, <laughs> which I find somewhat ironic because I paid for it, the company paid for it. If I want to move it, I should be
9: allowed to.
4: Yeah, on the surface, it seems to make sense. But, of course, uh, I'm sure if uh, you got out your magnifying glass and checked the fine print, um, Uh, It's probably in there somewhere. might have been explained to you, possibly. Never. Uh, No? Okay. All right. Otherwise, maybe you wouldn't have done that, or you might have raised your hand and asked a few more questions. But maybe there was really no choice for you, though.
5: Well, 25, well, let me see. 30, 35 years ago, it was explained to me that the pension would be the best thing And I told them I would rather take the company's portion and my portion and invest it. Mm -hmm. And they told me that I was young and I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm 65 years old, Mm -hmm. and the pension people tell me they own my pension.
4: That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, good luck to you there. It sounds like they got you, uh, you know, between a a rock and a hard place there. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, But so, this,
5: this type of business practice should not exist.
4: No, no. Because I, it, it
5: I will never draw the money that I have in
9: there mm-hmm.
5: because we're going to go into a little higher interest rates, and it is going to continue to grow, and I know there's approximately $250,000 in there, and the pension I'm going to draw is $1,100 a month. mm mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to die long before I get that. Oh no! And there is Let's, no residual left when I pass away. That's mm-hmm. it. it. Ends. They it keep the rest.
4: Uh, uh, what can we say to that? It's unfortunately. It sounds like it is what it is. Is it right? That's uh, <laughs> that's another show or shows for another day or days. Anyway, oh, uh, Paul in Woodstock, thanks for giving us uh, a shout. Okay, you. Well, Hey, buddy. you as well thanks so much Bob Kopsik here for Libby Zneimer you're listening to Fight Back on Zoomer Radio Barry and Dufferin you want to respond to one of the callers there that we just had about the truck convoy and that we're going to give you that
0: chance and others a chance right after this you're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio heard weekdays from noon to one Fight Back with Libby Zneimer a free for all Friday Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
2: Excuse me,
3: excuse me, excuse me, excuse me!
0: Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Bob Comsick. Welcome back, Barry in Dufferin. Without further ado,
4: welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? Doing well. Go ahead. Okay, I would just like to respond to that gentleman that
3: told, you basically expressed his displeasure with the Canadian flag. I mean, part of, the other part of the story is, if we look at the history of our federal government from the time they took office in 2015, if you followed the news and followed the debates in Parliament, we have had the Azacon conflict of interest, SNC, Lavellin, the We Charity scandal, um, the. Uh,
4: what well, we can, uh, You're basically saying scandal after scandal, basically. Well, there's... Yes. yeah.
3: The okay. history of this government and the arrogance of our prime minister to the Canadian people, he called in an invoked the Emergency Measures Act when really there was no warranted evidence of it. Like, it's one thing after another. The, the wanting to release the information on the guns that were used in the largest massacre in Canada, Nova Scotia. Like, Canadians are frustrated, and it is a subtle way by flying the Canadian flag, it has become accepted as a symbol of those who do not de- agree with the way this government's going you know and i can further say that the truckers convoy did have an influence around the world if you watched anything other than mainstream canadian media
4: you're right there were other convoys around the world in other countries yeah it's
3: frustrating to me as a canadian that we are you have to dig to get the real information of what's happening in Europe now. What is happening with these, you know, mandates to control fertilizer and create a food shortage and create an energy crisis. And all we hear is, oh, it's Putin that's caused this. And he hasn't caused it. Nobody discuss- discusses what is going on with, this drive towards leftist globalism and controlling the everyday rights and freedoms of, you know, the, the normal middle-class citizens of society. You know, people say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. You know, why would we want to reduce the Canada's potential to produce food Stifle our energy and not be there to help the European people. We have blockaded pipelines. You know, I own shares in energy companies, and they are bringing on aboriginals. Just recently, Enbridge and TC Energy have brought on the aboriginal people as partners to share in the responsible Procurement and distribution of energy. You know, there seems to be so little said about that. I just really think some of these Canadians, and they're almost referred to as wokes that are not pulling their head out of the sand and looking at what is happening. I say to anyone, get on, I believe it's CPAC, and watch the parliamentary debate. And make an opinion yourself. Do you feel government has been sincere and open, or are they? Do they have another agenda? And that's all I can say.
8: And- Canadians
3: need to wake up. There is a uh, a thing on Twitter hashtag Trudeau must go. Listen to the Canadians that are expressing themselves. They are not misogynists. They are not racists. They are frustrated, middle-class, hard-working Canadians that are not happy with what's going on in this country.
4: And that's all I can say. Very. And uh, you're entitled to that uh, view. And uh, hopefully, you know, this will get others thinking as well. I mean, uh, the only way we can move forward, as you say, as a country is to, to have conversation, to do it in a calm fashion, and uh, uh, not to holler and call one another names and uh, put various arguments on on the table and, and, and try to do things for the better. So, uh, thanks for your contributions exactly. today.
3: It was our prime minister that accused these people. All they were doing is venting their frustration, and freedom of speech, and freedom. I mean, okay,
4: Canada, the true North, strong and free. But don't you think there was a way? I'm just throwing it out there. We're talking, okay, a conversation. Yeah. No one's picking sides. I'm just throwing it out there. Couldn't it been done another way? I don't want this to be all about what happened back in February. Still, but could it not have been done in another way? And the, the argument still heard, no need for it to go on for three weeks. Do your thing. Get out. People, I think, would still be talking about it as we are now. Or did we have to go to what many would still consider an extreme, regardless of, of your, your view on it? Was it well, not extreme? I honestly that-
3: believe that could have been solved had the prime minister gone out and addressed the people and, and listened to their concerns and responded. You know that could have made a big difference, major difference.
4: Okay, Barry, thanks. We're going to keep it, uh, keep our our line moving here. We appreciate your contributions. Let's go to uh, Sean in Burlington.
6: Hi. Hopefully, you're going to give me a second. Uh,
12: Why
4: wouldn't know. I? I had don't... a lot of
6: time there, and I want to rebut a couple of things.
4: All right, go ahead. The first,
6: the first thing is the Canadian flag is not for the 15 percent of the population that feel that. They've been harmed. It's for the 100% of the people that live here. So the flag to be attached to an ideology or a political movement separate to the nationalistic interest of Canada is wrong. I could only fly my flag now on Canada Day. That's the only day I can fly it because otherwise I'm lumped in with a group that has some legitimate reasons for, for being felt like they've been left behind but have expressed it in a, in a way that they would never tolerate. That group would never tolerate the blockade of a border by an Indigenous group. They would be there themselves tearing those Indigenous people away from the border. They would never tolerate it. And, and you know what? Some of the things they have to say is true. Mm-hmm. The vaccine mandates, well, you know what? They did that to alleviate the pressures on the hospitals. So we showed our lack of empathy for our fellow Canadians because you can't put a mask on your face And you want to tie the flag in with the fact that that a certain group of Canadians cannot even put a mask on their face for another group? Oh, that's such a freedom. Oh, my goodness. And then they wrap in all this Russian propaganda to the Ukraine and they spin it with truth and misinformation until a person like the caller before is so confused, I'm sorry, confused by what's going on. That The little bit of truth that he's gotten has been warped into this whole ideology that Everybody's out to get them. Yes, there is a problem. Not, our society's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's not a conspiracy to put a mask on your face. And when you don't want to wear it, leave the flag out of the issue. And yes, the F. Trudeau is a coursing of our politics brought up by the Trump movement in the United States. Pure and simple. You can spin it any way you want. That's where it's coming from. And Russia. Fact.
4: Okay. Sean? Thank you so much. And uh, if there's anything else, wanted to give you a chance to to state your case, just like uh, we have have everyone else uh, this week, actually, just the other day, the Ford government uh, came out saying it uh, wishes to extend the life of the Pickering nuclear generating station by year to September of twenty twenty-six, 2026, while looking into the possibility if maybe the facility can be reconditioned to run for another 30 years. Now, this still needs approval uh, from the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission, but uh, we have uh, Don in Mississauga who would like to uh, jump in on that, even though you're at the other end of the GTA, but uh, you've got some thoughts on this.
12: Go ahead. Yeah, Yes, I do. The plan on trying to make it last another 30 years, now, we got all these wind turbines and stuff that they're taking hydro and they are selling it off or giving it away. Uh, the nuclear is creating roughly 14% of the hydro for Ontario. Right. What are these wind turbines giving money that they are actually giving away? Uh, who's getting hosed here?
4: So you're you're saying we should uh we should continue with the uh the nuke power.
12: Well, no, I'm saying if, if they're using for if it's taking 14% Just,
4: just 14%, right? Okay. Got it.
12: Giving a hydro. Yeah. By the wind turbines, what percentage are they actually giving away?
4: Well, that's one for uh Todd Smith I guess to answer whether you'd get a straight answer from the energy minister or uh or any politician, a black and white answer, I don't know, uh, and nothing against the minister, just generally speaking here now, uh, and generalizing, uh, it might be hard to get a, a straight answer that uh, would get right to, right to the point and satisfy you or others that uh, make that same argument. Interesting point.
12: Well, we're not going to get a straight answer for the rich. The rich get rich and the poor get poor. Like uh, I'm no, I'm not rich by no no means. I'm not poor, but I'm definitely not rich. That's for sure. You're in the mushy
4: middle. You're in the mushy middle with uh, with many.
12: I'm the mushy middle that pays all kinds of taxes and uh, get nothing back in return.
4: Hey, take a look to your left. That's me sitting beside you there. Okay, that's me right Don't there, wait. right there beside you. I'm waving to you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Don in Mississauga, th- thank you for that. Uh, Bill, out in Scarborough, talk about patient. Bill, uh, you'd like to touch on uh, transit uh, uh, issues out uh, out your way in the east end.
2: Uh, thank you, Bob, for taking my call.
4: And sorry it took a while to get to you.
2: That's okay. Um, I talked to Jane Brown last year. Uh, along Angleton Avenue east between Kingston Road In Kennedy Station, they decided to remove five or six stops. One of the stops, and I I think, was in front of a school, so they took that away. But the one I'm really interested in getting back is the one at Brimley and Eglinton. Um, People, mostly seniors, because they live in an area where there are a lot of seniors, was they take the bus, they have to get off at Danforth Road and walk to their pharmacy or whatever. So in that area there's <clears throat> two pharmacies, a grocery store, three banks and a hub that services a, uh, a food bank on the week uh, during the week. so these people now have to get off at either Danford Road or Gilder Avenue to walk to get to these places and so instead of walking two or three minutes now they're walking five or six minutes and if you're 70 or 75 years old, it's taking a toll on your body,
4: especially in the winter time. So, there. Sorry, if I can just interrupt you there, Bill. So I can understand this. You're saying there used to be a stop there, but no longer is, and uh, you think it should one should be an extra one should be placed yes. in there.
2: Well, the the stop was there for sixty years, and they came along. I phoned the TDC. They said it was it was a uh, thing to so that they could speed up the tra- the buses along. England did they get the Kennedy base basically so i said so i i phoned the tdc they're not going to do a thing i phoned our council person who's uh uh, um, uh thompson michael thompson i've phoned him twice he won't return my call i have other people that
4: have phoned he won't return my call um, Have you brought it up with those running in your uh, in your ward? Possibly. Well, I'm
2: hoping that that this will reach other people that are running in our uh, thing. That's what I uh, mean.
4: Yeah, I, it, I
2: mean it's it maybe help us uh, get this uh, stop. back. it's absolutely ridiculous. They're running a, like a subway uh, thing all along. Eglinton Now uh, the stop that I live by, we had to get a petition to get it. So they would take it away. They just come and took away five or six stops and said, "Hey, well, you know, you deal with it." You know, I thought transit was for the people, not for the for the buses running. Um, so, and and another thing uh, that I'm trying to do is, so I'm hoping that somebody will step up and and help us. Uh, the other issue is, I'm just going to let the thing, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, but. I was talking to somebody, you know, four or five months ago, and and the gentleman said to me he worked for the TDC. said The reason the LRT is not uh, being repaired is that uh, the Ford government said if you try to repair the LRT, you're talking
4: the Scarborough LRT the here. Scarborough
2: LRT right. okay. that uh, they uh, they would not fund the subway, and 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 because. That Michael Thompson and, and and John Toye sit on the TDC. You don't hear any squawking about them trying to save the LRT or anything like that. So that's just an interesting point.
4: Well, do, doesn't it make sense? You got to pick one or the other, not do both. You can't have the. I don't think well, there's the, enough money to the go the around. The LRT for it.
2: is going to stop in next year. Right. Okay. The right? Yep. subway so won't be built for at least ten years. So what do we do? We run buses. So we they're going to run buses. Uh, to accommodate for 10 years, we're not going to have any anything to get to where we used to get. So we'll that'll, wouldn't they fix it for seven years, and then once that's built.
4: Yeah. Well, Bill, that's going to be uh, an argument for uh, clearly uh, another day, I guess. Uh, that, that'll come home to roost once the LRT is... Uh, is gone and that service uh, is missing, then people will obviously be discussing that. Bill, thank you. No, no, we got to get going, Bill. We got uh, we have to get along to the news. The number one's at one in the afternoon express here on Zoomer Radio. Bob Comsick for Libby's Nimer. Have a great safe weekend.
0: Libby's back Monday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.